and welcome to Legally Bond, a podcast presented by the law firm Bond Shank and King. I'm your host, Kim Wolf Price. On today's episode, we're going to learn a little bit more about one of the departments that is critical to flourishing law practices, and that is the marketing and business development team. And we will do that by speaking with Kathleen Leach, our Chief Marketing Officer here at Bond, Shannon, and King. Welcome to the podcast, Kathleen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. I'm pleased to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you. It's a little over a year ago, I think, when you came to me and said, what do you think about doing a podcast? And here we are. So thanks for the invitation. It's been a great year. And you've been a super host. I'm pleased to have you. Thanks for taking the role. I appreciate it. Well, thanks. Thank you. It's great to work with your team. So I'm really glad that you could join us today to talk about marketing, business development, and really, you know, give an insight into the other interesting professional opportunities available at law firms that maybe people didn't know about. But first, as I always do with guests, would you mind telling us a little bit about your background, where you're from, school, whatever you think is uh, relevant? Sure. I was born and raised in Rochester, New York, and I went to school at St. Bonaventure. Right out of school, I moved to Kansas City and met my husband there and got my master's at Rockhurst University. Then we moved for his career to just outside of New York City, and I worked in the city. From there, we moved for my career to Cleveland, moved again to Minneapolis, and now I'm in upstate New York. I'm in Syracuse. That's great. Very good. Very good. Well, we're glad that you moved back to uh, upstate New York. Thanks for sharing that little bit. What what drew you to or keeps you sort of in central New York and the Syracuse area? Interesting. With all those moves, culture really is important in how you fit someplace. And Rochester and Syracuse are very, very similar. So it was just kind of slipping back into home, if you will. The cost of living is also fantastic. We have friends here. It's fit. That's why we stay. That's terrific. I love that. And I think you're right. It's sort of like a place where you feel like you're at home and you can make anywhere home, but it's easy. It's nice when it's a little bit easier. True. So you started your career in the automotive industry, which I didn't realize that's even more male dominated than the Mm -hmm. law. Was that first job sort of a formative experience? Oh yeah. (laughs) Formative. (laughs) Yes. We'll call it that. I worked for a division of TRW called TRW Replacement. And back in the early 80s, I was only one of two women in the country that were a sales rep selling engine and chassis parts. Nice. And we were selling them not to beautiful stores like AutoZone and Pet Boys, but to the original auto parts stores in little little towns and and cities across, well, at that time, my territory was Missouri and Kansas. Yes, that was formative. Yeah. What did you learn from that kind of experience? I mean, working with small businesses really is what you're working with. I think what I learned that was more important is that I have to put one foot in front of the other. It was a very uncomfortable environment for me because there were no women. You'd walk into a store and they'd run to the counter to help you because, my dear, you don't belong here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I learned to put one foot in front of the other, breathe deeply and push the door open to environments that I was uncomfortable with. And really, I, I haven't run into situations that were tougher than that, to tell you the truth. I can't even imagine. I mean, walking in, like I've walked into a courtroom and been the only woman in there, but eh, there's a woman somewhere else in the building, but you are definitely in uncharted territory, I think. Yeah. So you've worked in several industries, haven't you? 
well, I got out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably was, but you succeeded in it first. But I did. And then I went on to what I really wanted to try getting out of college. And that was, I worked for an advertising agency. Oh, great. Yeah. That was quite fun. And then I ran an in-house agency for a hotel in Kansas City. That was great fun. Um, And then with my moves, I ended up with a relocation company. And then I got into accounting firms. I worked for both KPMG and then Pricewaterhouse, PricewaterhouseCoopers. The big ones, some of the big ones. Yes. (laughs) I do think it's funny how we have certain things that come up in like Kansas City. I mean, you have to admit the fact that you worked in Kansas City and then came to a central New York law firm (laughs) with an office there. That's that's pretty. um, There's something fate there, Kathleen. (laughs) Small world, isn't it? Oh, it's a very small world. Well, so then, so you got to see the advertising agency, the agency side, and mm-hmm. then in-house, and then work for big accounting firms. And then you made the move to the other big sector that sort of crosses over with accounting firms a lot, and that was law firms. How did you make that move? Having worked for PricewaterhouseCoopers, I was in New York City at that time, I had worked for them for 10 years and got to the point where there really wasn't much new under the sun. And I was also tired of the commute in New York City. From Nyack to New York, it's 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 a slog. So I started thinking, okay, if I want to make a change, where do I want to go? What do I want to do? And in thinking about it and, you know, doing some analysis, it was like, oh, law firms would really appreciate my background in accounting because they're both professional service firms. They're both partnerships. You're selling a non-tangible, a service you're dealing with knowledge and expertise. It's just really a, a very easy transition between accounting and law. So I targeted law firms. That's a good plan. That makes perfect sense to me. So you targeted law firms and then you moved out of the New York City metro area and to the mid, back to the Midwest? I moved to Cleveland, Squire Sanders and Boggs now, and then Minneapolis, Fagri Baker Daniels, and then here to Bond. So the moves were from there back here, like gives you a long history in law firms and working in this field. Are the markets kind of similar, you know, working in the central New York market or the Cleveland market, or how did you find that, that switch market-wise for the type of job you do? I'm going to answer that in a different way. I don't know so much that it was the markets, is the size of the law firms and the number of offices and attorneys that they have. Squire Sanders is a global 50, if not 25, with offices all over the world. And trying to be a resource to something that huge is different than being a resource to a firm the size of Bond with 13 offices, 250 attorneys. So scope, that's the difference I find. Yeah. And probably relationships. I mean, I was at a giant law firm practicing and I couldn't know that many people. Right. And so I bet there's, there's better relationship building even for your team with the lawyers you practice with. Well, let's go back to that point I made about fit. Working for Bond and 250 attorneys, and as you said, being able to build a lot more relationships is very comfortable, and I enjoy it versus a firm the size of Squire that your universe is very small. 
I totally understand. I totally okay. understand. Yes. Well, so lawyers in the practice of law, it's obviously the center of law firms. So that's pretty straightforward, right? We know that lawyers bill hours and that's how our revenue is generated. But what is the role of professional services marketing in a law firm like Bond? I'd like to say very simply that the role of marketing is to establish the brand and the reputation of the firm. So that when a lawyer knocks on a door and says, hi, I'm from Bond, Schenick and King, people go, oh, that's a good firm. Come on in. Absolutely. And we've set the stage for them. Now it's up to them to go ahead and sell their services, if you will. But we cover that too. Well, I was just going to say that even for me, you know, taking the job, moving from higher ed, you know, as lawyers, one of the things you practice in law school is like, when you do moot court, you stand up and say, Kim Wolf price for the plaintiff, uh, you know, and then your firm name or whatever. And then that's what you do in practice if you're a litigator. And so knowing that my business card was going to read Bonchenik and King, or that I'd be introducing myself, Kim Wolf price, I'm the diversity officer of Bonchenik and King. That meant something because I knew the brand and it made the transition easier because I knew that it, the brand would be met with respect and it would be easy, easier for me to open doors. I'm, I'm pleased. That's, that's <laughs> well, so what are some of the very many things that your team is responsible for? Okay. Some of the things I'm going to mention, this all kind of fits in after we've established the brand. Now, a lot of the things that marketing delivers are the tools that attorneys actually need to, to develop business themselves. So for example, requests for proposals, we help them. We get those things going, get the shell all made so that an attorney can really tailor it to the situation and to the client that we're going for. Public relations, advertising, we do a lot of special events at Bond. We take care of some internal communications. We also do a fair amount of CLEs. The firm does, the lawyers do, and marketing is behind making all that happen. Kate, as a matter of fact, your producer here on Legally Bond takes care of our social media. We also take care of any collateral. And the last point, I guess, is we do a lot of business development training so that when they knock on the door, they have the skill sets that they need to show a client that indeed we have the experience and the background that they're they're looking for, we can assist. In a lot of ways, marketing is a hub in a law firm. It coordinates and it it helps with external outreach. It's we know what's going on and we can put people together within the firm so that they're working together. It's 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 a neat role. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it seems like in a lot of ways you help lawyers talk about what it is they really do, right? Because they get so in the weeds, you help them figure out how to say to a client or to a group, or like, this is what this practice group does, because they want to talk about, you know, the, all the acronyms that they're embedded in every day. And, and you can sort of do that translation to here's the services we can provide. Keep it in English. Keep it in English. Very good. Yes. I mean, our lawyers are good at that, but sometimes a little boost to help them, you know, put it out there is, is yeah. important. So you talked a little bit about what drew you to working at a law firm from an accounting firm, but what keeps you here? What keeps you at, in the law firm realm? Bond is a delightful firm and I'm happy here. I've got the resources I need and the firm gives me latitude to go off and work on special projects and, and pull some strings as in seeing if there's other things that we could be doing as a marketing team that would be helpful to the firm. And I'm engaged, so I stay. 
Yeah. And, well, and I didn't, we didn't talk about this as we were prepping, but I have to say during COVID, your team was incredibly busy doing great work that really had, you know, the public in mind. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of that work? Cause it was, it was fantastic. Yes, I do. Uh, and I am most proud of the marketing team and the firm as a whole on what we did together around COVID. The firm went home in March and immediately attacked the issue for their clients. It wasn't go home and sit down. It was go home and fight the battle. So much communication to help our clients get through the guidance and the regulations and the uncertainty. And marketing was right there. We were instrumental in helping the firm get the message out. And the lawyers recognized that fact. And together, we were a team. We were at our best, both as a firm and the marketing team. And interesting, at that point in time, we adopted a new tagline, essential to your business. And I have never had such an authentic tagline in any place I have ever worked because indeed, this firm was essential to the business of our clients. Yeah. I mean, I think it was amazing the work that you all did and to our clients, certainly responsive and, but also providing briefings to anybody who wanted to sign in, which I think was was a great service to the small business person or someone who doesn't have, you know, a lot of our clients have us as a regular part of that, you know, we're business partners with them. Mm-hmm. Um, but some folks didn't have that kind of relationship and we were still providing the service. So it was pretty remarkable. And I hope they're considering hiring us now too. <laughs> that doesn't hurt. It sounds okay. Yes. And I think many of them probably are because they have. We were definitely, you know, that image that showed up on some, there was an image of our building where we are in Syracuse mm-hmm. with a heart in the windows yeah, and the lights were turned on and the building decided to do that. And, but I think that that was kind of indicative of what we were doing at that, that time, right? Like I we were trying to be a central place. So I really appreciate the work that you all did during that time as well. It was great to see and be on the periphery of. So sometimes folks though, balk at the idea of marketing and conducting uh, marketing activities. Some of my job may be encouraging people in that space, you know, as part of their professional development plans. But how do you explain the importance of this work to an attorney whose primary focus is serving current clients? Yes, you're right. Some people balk, but if they realize that if they get out um, and engage in business development and bringing in new clients, they are controlling their own destiny. They're controlling their career and the type of law and clients that they're working with versus if they let somebody else do the selling, then they're going to get what they're going to get, the the kind of work and the kind of clients. But if they go forth, they can be looking for the kind of opportunities, the stuff they really like to do with the kind of clients they really like to work for. And that's empowering. And so you got to do your own thing. And plus, you know, let's, let's be real. They bring in more business. It's good for the firm. It's good for the bottom line. And it's, more than likely good for their salary. So it's a real win-win. Absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting because it's actually very similar to what I say to law students or new lawyers. You can let your career happen to you and Mm -hmm. take what you get, or you can decide what type of work you like to do, find those members. So I try to teach them before they get to you. Um, (laughs) You know, (laughs) here is how you develop business because the first place you develop it is with the partners you work for, right? And they feed you work 
And then you learn what kind of work you like to do. And then they can go to you and say, this is the work I like to do. How can I go find that? We should team up. I think so. It's a good there. I think Bond's lucky that we're here. I just <laughs> I'd like um, to think so, yes. <laughs> so I and I don't know that everyone, you know, certainly listening or even within law firms understand this, but would you mind talking a little bit about business development, marketing, and how they're not the same thing, even though they sometimes are thought of as exactly, you know, they're partners and they're part of each other, but they are different. Marketing's more the umbrella, the brand building, the 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 big the big pieces, if you will. And business development is more the one-on-one. It's the in-person. It's the very targeted kind of work that gets done. That's how I would classify the two. Yeah, that makes that makes sense, right? Like that you can walk in with your business development plan under this brand that's yes. powerful. And then that makes your plan work better. So having those together, that makes sense. Well, I'd like to ask you a couple questions about, you know, for someone studying marketing or communications right now, what makes a role like yours, which your role is aspirational for someone just starting out, but, you know, to, to work towards a role like yours, what makes this a good career choice? It's creative. It's supportive as in you have an attorney population that you are supporting. So if that's the kind of person you are, you'd like to to be in those roles, this is that. It's also diverse in the kinds of things that you work on. Remember, I talked about website, PR, advertising, business development, special event, blah, blah, blah. So mm, doesn't get boring. You're working with really bright people. It's a respectful environment. And unlike auto parts, it's very clean. <laughs> Something to look for. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's all good, all important things. And you have a great team. So I wanted to give you a second to talk about the team and how that's important to the work you do. And I'm pleased you you use the word team because that's how I think of it. I don't think of it as the marketing group, the marketing department. I think of it as the marketing team. And we've got a good team. And Interesting when we talked about COVID and all that we were able to accomplish, I feel like I've been through a war with these individuals. And with that comes a real bonding. And the people I've bonded with are Bob Lazaro, who's kind of at my right hand. We work very collaboratively together. He focuses a little bit more on business development. And our sexual harassment web-based training is his baby. And he sees that through. So clients have worked with him also on that. Well, you have Kate Femia on your team (laughs) as your producer. Kate also takes care of the Buffalo office and our social media. And thank you. (laughs) It's those are big chunks. And I'm, I'm proud of Kate for making Legally Bond what it is, bringing it along from an idea to reality that's a year old. Absolutely. Ashley. Ashley Cahill is a talented graphic designer, and it's nice to have a real pro on your team. And, you know, it goes to brand. How do our materials look and are they consistent? So she makes all that happen. And she's a very organized individual. So she doesn't stop at graphics. She looks at the whole thing that we're delivering, the whole package or where we're going and why. And yes, really good questions. Just keep us going. Keep us in line. Yeah. Always a pleasure to work with all these folks. Kathy Purdy is, well, she does everything. Let's just put it that way. But primarily takes care of all of our webcasts. She's online making sure that they go well. She's a special events coordinator, reminds us of all our hotels and such. In a normal year, we would do maybe 89 in-person events. 
and that all switched. And now in 21, we did 128 webinars. Kathy's behind each one of those. That's true. Mine, all the ones I do, she's behind. Yeah. So, you know, she's somewhat busy. Then we have Laura Ryan. Laura is a very talented writer and she takes care of getting our RFPs, requests for proposals, ready to roll, ready for the attorney to look at and then finishing them up and turning them in. And she's got a nice track record. And the last person is Toko Moyo. The last person, because this is probably the person that most of our clients and prospects actually know. She takes care of all the RSVPs and payments and questions about events. And she's our our go-to person. That's the name and the number that we put out on our invitations. That if someone has a question, they should go to Toko. She's customer service for marketing. Yeah, right. She keeps us um, moving forward on all of the uh, filling our tables and doing many other things yes. as well. All the other. Well, that's great. And as I mentioned, I, I mean, I get to cross over with your team often in certainly the podcast, but uh, also with the CLEs and programming that we do. And I'm always dropping into bug Bob about something like, hey, Bob, what do you think about this? So uh, I appreciate you all um, being great colleagues and being willing to have those conversations. As we're kind of winding down, are there some things that are important to know about law firm marketing and law firm marketing teams that you would think that someone interested in this work might want to know? Law firm marketing is a lot about promoting the attorney population, showcasing their legal talent, giving them a place to show thought leadership, because that's how clients and prospects look to someone and say, okay, he or she works for Bond. Do they know my industry? Do they know my business? Do they know the issue? And how you prove that is through thought leadership. So it's speaking and it's writing. So you've got to be in, when you're in marketing, you're promoting other people. And you need to be creative in how you do that. Yeah, that makes sense. And I I know I moved this question up on you because I wanted it to be earlier. And I was going to ask you what you wanted to spotlight. I'm going to guess it's the COVID, but is there anything else? (laughs) Yeah. We do we do good work. And every year I think I look at something and say, you know, that was the that was the jewel of the year. Um, maybe it was combinations with Jekyll or Putney's or definitely client interviews and switching from in-person to webinars. But no, I, I think when we got to COVID and had to change our model of doing business, that and we were able to do it on, you know, just turn on a dime. That's what I'm proud of. Yeah, it was great, great work. Um, any thoughts on how you see law firm marketing developing in the next few years? I think it's just going to get more formal, looking at ROI and analytics and something they call pipeline management, where are prospects in the, you know, how long is it going to take them to turn into a client, which in professional services can be really quite long. I also see in the future that it won't be just attorneys working on business development that will bring in people that are particularly skilled and have them help us both sell our sell our wares, if you will, and attract other clients. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, it's ever developing. So <laughs> I, I'm sure uh, I just I yeah, I had a little bit of a flashback to the go-to-market strategy that we had at my first firm. <laughs> like, you know, like I could hear the tagline, I could hear like, you know, how we were going to move forward and what our goals were. So I think it's important. I mean, I still remember that. So yeah, that is any, good. any junior associates listening, you know, it's important that you take note of these things as well, because it's helping build the firm, hopefully that you'll be running one day. Yes. 
Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Kathleen. Thanks for joining the podcast. Thank you for making that offer a year ago to start a podcast. And it's always good to work with you and to and your team and um, a pleasure to learn more about the inner workings of your department in the firm. So thanks again. You're welcome. I hope you'll join us again at some point. <laughs> I'd be delighted. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Legally Bond. If you are listening and have any questions for me, want to hear from someone from the firm, or have a suggestion for a future topic, please email us at legallybond at bsk.com. Also, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Legally Bond wherever podcasts are downloaded. Bond, Shenick, and King has prepared this communication to present only general information. This is not intended as legal advice, nor should you consider it as such. You should not act or decline to act based upon the contents. While we try to make sure that the information is complete and accurate, laws can change quickly. You should always formally engage a lawyer of your choosing before taking actions which have legal consequences. For information about our communication, firm, practice areas, and attorneys, visit our website, bsk.com. This is Attorney Advertising.